Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship this morning. It's a very great day to be with you here in God's house to worship him, to receive his gifts of word and sacrament. We have a very wonderful service planned for today. Many exciting things are going to be happening right before us, and we thank God for those things that we are about to encounter. Why don't we stand today and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please tell them hi and welcome them to Trinity today. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for this, the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Peyton Minning and Jordan Clybaker. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Orville and Doris Meyer in thankfulness for God for many blessings receiving during their 61 years of marriage on November the 11th. Our opening hymn this morning will be Father Welcomes, page 268 in the Lutheran Service Book. We have just a few announcements before we begin our worship today. First of all, please join us after church in the Fellowship Hall to celebrate the commissioning of our principal, Mrs. Amanda Menning. We'll be doing that in our worship service today and a potluck luncheon uh, to celebrate that will take place right after the service today in the Fellowship Hall. Please join us for that. Second, there are magnetic Luther seals that are on the table in the narthex. They're on uh, what I would call the reading table, where the large print bulletins are kept just right here on the right side. Uh, those are free to um, take. Uh, please take one for your family. And next, today you, you, you will notice some of you will be getting um, a little bit different size communion wafer today. Don't fret. It all is the same. Don't fret. Uh, one of the reasons for this is because we're just sort of trying it out, and uh, it, it perhaps is a bit more authentic than a regular round wafer. So we're just going to be trying it out for the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then also, this, uh, this, this weekend is Veterans Day weekend, and so I would ask everybody who is a veteran of our armed forces to please stand and be recognized, please. Everybody who is a veteran. Please stand and be recognized. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for your service uh, and for your dedication to this great nation that we live in. And finally, uh, we, invite you, we invite you to join us every Sunday morning for Sunday School and Adult Bible Class. Uh, both of them begin at 845 over in the school. Let's begin our service today with a word of prayer.
Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for today. We thank you that this is the Lord's day. This is the day, Lord, that you have made and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, for this community of faith that you have given to us. We thank you for your watchful eye and your grace and your protection and your mercy that you shower upon us each and every day. And now, Lord, we thank you for your presence here with us, and we ask, Lord, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our opening hymn is number 605, Father Welcomes, number 605. At this time, I'd like to invite all of the young disciples who are here today, if you would like to come forward and get a much closer look as we baptize Mia, uh, please come on up and have a seat right here on the steps, if you would like to come up, all of the young disciples.
And get, yeah, actually, if you can back up and just have a seat right in this, in this area, that'd be perfect. Thank you. Okay, and kind of back up a little bit onto the flat part. Okay, we don't want to crowd too much. Thank you. Perfect. We are on page 268 in the front part of your hymnal if you would like to follow along with our order of baptism this morning. <clears throat> so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And how is this child named? Amelia June Presley received the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as run redeemed by Christ, the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world to the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls and all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism of the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Amelia according to your boundless mercy and bless her with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in her, which has been inherited from Adam and which she herself has committed since, will be drowned and die. Grant that she be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, be separated from the multitude of unbelievers, and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise she would be declared worthy of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal, for baptismal candidates. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Amelia as sponsors in the Christian faith? If so, answer yes, with the help of God. Yes, with the help of God. 
God enable you both to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of our Lord. We join together in praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is Give us Lord, preserve your coming out and your going, your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Since Amelia cannot answer for herself, we shall all together, as the body of faith, answer these questions for her. Amelia, do you renounce the devil? Yes. Do you renounce all his works? Yes. Do you renounce all of his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes, I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Yes, I do. Amelia, do you desire to be baptized? Yes, I know. It's okay. Amelia June Presley, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you of all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Receive this white garment to show that you have been clothed with a robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from the foundation of the world.
Receive this burning light also, to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ, and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which shall have no end. And let's go up to the altar. So if you kids could spread out a little bit and give us a path, that would be awesome. Thank you. Spread out that way a little bit, if you would, please. Thank you. In holy baptism, God the Father has made you a member of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir with us of all the treasures of heaven and the one holy Christian and apostolic church. We receive you in Jesus' name as our sister in Christ that together we might hear his word, receive his gifts, and proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. We're going to go down here. Jesus again. It is my joy and privilege to introduce to you today the newest member of God's family, Amelia June Presley. Will you welcome her by your applause? So now I ask you, as her congregational family, do you promise to aid her mom and her father to bring her up to know that Jesus Christ is her Lord and Savior, to continue to pray for her and, to, and continue to pray for them? If this is your intention, then answer by saying, Amelia, we welcome you. Amen. And you, Mia, may the Lord bless you in all of your ways from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. And yeah, and you can blow blow that out. You don't have to hold it the whole service. You guys can go back and have a seat. Thank you. We continue with the invocation as found on in your bulletin. Please stand. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins unto God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will 
and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tent of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Glory be, Glory to, be the to, Father, to the Father, and to the, and Son, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, send forth your Son to lead home his bride, the church, that with all the company of the redeemed we may finally enter into his eternal wedding feast. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading this morning is from the book of Amos, chapter 5, verses 18 through 24. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light, as if a man fled from a lion and a bear met him, or went into the house and leaned his hand against the wall and a serpent bit him. Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light, and gloom with no brightness in it. I hate, I despise your feast, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them, and the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your song, to the melody of your harps I will not listen, but let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This is the word of our Lord. These are the ones coming out of the Great Tribulation. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. We will now have special music provided to us by the Trinity Sunshine Singers.
thank you guys so much for singing that. That was beautiful. One of my favorite all-time hymns. Thank you so very much. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. So uh, if you are not already up here, uh, please feel free to come on up. Now is a good time to bring your Mighty Mites as well. by you guys. Oh, I'll take it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to scooch down here real quick because I need to borrow something actually from Amelia very quick. Can I have that cloth that we gave her? That, that white cloth? Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys can turn around and face me up here, okay? All right. Okay, how are we today? Good. Okay, so uh, what I have in, in my hand is a white cloth, okay? And on this white cloth, it says Amelia's full name, Amelia June Presley, and then, of course, the date today that she became a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. Did you guys happen to, um, to listen or to hear why we gave Amelia this white cloth? Anybody remember why we did that? It had something to do with Jesus. I'll give you a hint. Yes, Dr. Cordell? Remember? Anybody remember? Yeah, good. Okay, so this white cloth was given to her and given to her parents as a reminder that now that she has become a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, that she has been clothed, that she has been wrapped up in the robe of what the Bible calls the robe of Christ's righteousness. Okay? And what is significant about the color of this? What color is this? It's white, right? Okay, well, the Bible also talks about how we, through the blood of Jesus, the blood that we have been baptized in, the blood that Amelia has been baptized in, that we have been made whiter than snow. And Christ's robe of righteousness is that white robe that we have now been given, that Amelia has now been given, and we are clothed in that. Okay? That no matter what we've done or what we do, because of our faith in Jesus, because we are baptized in, into that faith, washed into that faith, that we now have that robe, that white robe of Jesus' righteousness. The other thing I wanted to, to point out was that candle over there. Does anybody know what we call that candle? Anybody know, Harper? Do you remember? Anybody remember? Uh, almost, almost. It's called the Christ candle, okay? And the Christ candle gets, gets lit whenever somebody becomes a baptized child of God. And the reason why that candle is lit, interestingly, have you guys ever noticed that red candle up there? Okay. Did you guys know that that candle is always lit? 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you guys were to come in here on like next Wednesday at 5.30 in the morning, I wouldn't suggest that, that, that you do that. I mean, you can. But if you were to come in here at, on Wednesday morning at 5.30, okay, um, that candle is going to be lit. And the reason why that candle is lit is the same reason why the Christ candle is lit. It is, is lit. It is our reminder that Jesus, the light of the world, that he now lives 
within us. Did you guys know that when Amelia was baptized, we, we witnessed a literal miracle take place right before our very eyes? Okay? Because at the moment that Amelia was baptized, remember I, I poured water over her three times in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. At that exact moment, the Holy Spirit came down from heaven and made his new home inside of her heart. That's what the Bible says. Okay? That the dwelling place of God is now with us. It's now with Amelia. It's with everybody out here who has been baptized and believes. And for all of us here who also have been baptized into that faith. Okay? So for those of you who have already been baptized, re- remember that. Ask your parents where this cloth is and ask them where that candle is. Not that one, but she got a smaller one. Yeah, that, that small one there. Ask them where that candle is. And every year on your baptismal birthdays, Mrs. Menning and the school, we celebrate those every, every week, okay? Somebody's baptismal birthday, okay? So try to find this cloth, try to find that candle, and then on your baptismal birthday, light that candle every year as a reminder that the Holy Spirit now lives in you, okay? Will you guys put your hands together and repeat after me? Dear Jesus, Thank you, thank you for baptism. For baptism. Thank, you for giving us thank you for giving us faith, faith. to believe in you. Thank you that the Holy Spirit now lives within us. We love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is the word of our Lord.
The Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready, who were ready went in with them to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. He answered them, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our hymn of the day is God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, number 594 in the Lutheran Service Book.
all pray with me, please. Dear Lord Jesus, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is the epistle lesson that was just read. Uh, you want to have that in front of you because we'll be going through it as we go along. We are specifically going to be concentrating on verse 13 of the text from 1 Thessalonians, where Paul says this, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. So far the text for today. In preparation for this sermon, I went back and I counted the number of funerals and memorial services that I have had the opportunity to preside over through eight years of ministry. And that, and that number came to just over 30 funerals and memorial services that I have done. And of those 30, some were for the faithful departed. Those who, when we were there and we attended their memorial or their funeral service, the Christ candle was lit once again to remind us, to remind their family that they too were baptized into Christ. And the other funerals and memorial services that I have done have always have been a little bit more difficult. And the reason why they've been a little bit more difficult is because these were ones who had false hope. They were funerals and memorial services for people who you would hear them described as really, really, really wonderful and outstanding people. People that would give you the very shirt off their backs. People that would do anything for anyone. And yet when the time came for their eulogy, I never once heard anything about Jesus. Not a single thing. Nothing about their faith. Nothing about their favorite Bible verse or, or their favorite Bible or anything of the sort. No, it was all about how good of a person that they were. Whenever I prepare a funeral, it's very easy for me to spot which one is which. Which of these people are ones with, with real, genuine hope in Christ? And the ones who have this false hope. The ones who have the genuine hope in Christ, that their faith is rooted in Jesus, crucified, died, buried, resurrected three days later. It's very clear, and it's very evident, because whenever I ask them to tell me about their loved one, one of the first things that they tell me is how much that they love coming to church. And they would, and they, and oftentimes their family has a list of Bible passages that were their favorite Bible passages. Two, they will also have a list of favorite hymns that they like to sing. Some of them, they have so many hymns that I'm like, we can't sing that many hymns in the funeral, but let's pick some, some out, right? It's very clear. It's very evident. And it's very obvious. 
And then, as I said, I have done many funeral and memorial preparations for those who have false hope. Because when I asked them the, the question, well, what were some of the signs of faith in your loved one's life, it's usually met with the answer of something along the lines of, well, yes, they didn't really go to church a lot, but they were a very spiritual person. And they, they, would, they would do anything for you. They'd give you the very shirt off of their backs if they could. And those are all good things. Those are all positive things. But when I was sat down to prepare that funeral or that memorial sermon, really the only thing that I could talk about was faith in Christ for those who are still living. And reassuring them that for those who believe and are baptized, that they will be saved. Not because of the kind of person that they are. Not because that so-and-so would give you the very shirt off of their back. No, because that candle was lit. That they were baptized into Christ. Baptized into his death, baptized into his resurrection. True hope. There were also two different kinds of grief that I have experienced in eight years of ministry. Those who grieve with hope and those who grieve without hope. Interestingly enough, I have never, in doing over 30 funerals and memorial services, I have never, ever done one of those services where the family of the unbeliever was afraid that they weren't going to heaven. Can you imagine that? Why were they not afraid that they weren't going to heaven? Well, the same refrain, same verse, same, how's that saying go? Same verse, second verse, or same, however that goes. How's it go? What? Same song, second verse, and third verse, and fourth verse. They were a good person. They loved me, and I know that they loved me. That's not what saves you. That's not what will have you meeting face to face with your Creator and then going to paradise with Him. Though, and then there are those who grieve with hope. And let me be very, very clear about this particular point it is okay to cry. I have to confess, one of the things that that bothers me internally whenever I hear somebody say, well, I've got to be strong for so-and-so. Cry. It's okay. I'll never forget, I was at the wake of a man who had died. And the widow came up to me, and she was, and this, this, this man who had died was a man of, of faith. The, the, fam, the family also was a family of faith, and this widow comes up to me, and she was, she's holding back tears. You could, you could, she, she could barely speak. And says, she says to me, Pastor, I'm so sad. My heart is broken, and I just don't know what I'm going to do. But I, I have to stay strong. I have to stay strong for my family. And, and I said to her, just cry. It's okay. 
you can still grieve and you can still cry and have hope that they are in heaven. You can do that. Are we getting that on the recording? You can still do that. You can grieve and cry and still know that they are in heaven. And I think that, that those who, who have the family of those who died and did not die in the faith, I think that they would cry all the more if they weren't already crying. They would cry all the more if they know what the future held for their loved one who did not believe. I want to turn us to one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's Hebrews 11, verse 1. Very simple verse. The writer says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I'll read that again. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. According to the writer of the Hebrews, hope is synonymous with faith. Our hope is in the crucified Jesus, died, buried, and resurrected. That is where our faith is found. And that is why we are certain, that's why we can be certain, along with the writer to the Hebrews, we can be certain of things hoped for, convicted of what we cannot see. Those who die in the faith, they're in heaven. They are, are in heaven as we just celebrated with all of the other saints in heaven for those who have died in the faith. Their hope has been realized, although not fully, because we know that the full realization of their hope comes on the last day. When Jesus will return, we talked about this a few weeks ago, he will return, and he will take all of us who are still living and those who have died in the faith. This, this cemetery in the back I kind of wish I could see it on the last day. Can you imagine that? All of our loved ones who have died in the faith, they will all rise to new life. What an incredible scene. Why? Because their hope, what they put their faith in, those two words are synonymous, they mean the same thing. What they put their hope in was the crucified Christ, died, buried, and resurrected. And their hope and their faith will be realized. How fitting it is that we baptize Mia on this particular day. I want us to go back to the hymn of the day that we just sang. God's own child, I gladly say it. Go to that with me. Uh, pay, uh, hymn number 594. And I want to look at specifically verse 3. 594 probably my favorite verse in this, in this hymn. Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized into Christ. Drop your ugly accusation. I am not so soon enticed. Now that to the font I've traveled, all your might has come unraveled. And against your tyranny, God my Lord unites with me. For those that die with, with false hope, 
the rest of eternity will be living with Satan. Those who die with false hope about, about, about how good of a person that they are. I will never forget, I, I was at my last parish, I sat right over here, the lectern was over here, and the daughter of the father that had died got up there and gave a wonderful eulogy about her father. The words were just, were just great. And not one single time did she mention Jesus. Not once. That's false hope. If you are putting, if you or your loved one is putting their hope, their faith in the fact that they are a good person, that they are the kind of person that would give you their shirt off of their own backs, and that is what is going to save them, folks, we need to wake up. We need to wake up and repent and believe the good news. The good news is that Jesus is the way, that he is the truth, and that he is the life. But this verse, this verse 3, for those of us who believe, for those of us who have been baptized into Christ, Satan, hear this proclamation, I am baptized into Christ. Drop your ugly accusation, I am not so soon enticed. I've, now to the font I've traveled, all of your might has come unraveled, and against your tyranny, God, my Lord, unites with me. As I said to the children just a moment ago, the Bible is very, very clear about what happens when a person becomes a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. In Luther's original baptismal rite, he says, Depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit. Why? Because that is where Luther's hope was found. Revelation talks about this specifically. It says, now the dwelling place of God is with men, is with us, is with people. The Holy Spirit now dwells within Amelia. For those of us who are baptized into Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. That's where he lives. That's where his home is, is inside of us. And then finally, verse, verse 4 of that hymn, Death, you cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. When I die, I leave all sadness to inherit eternal paradise. Though I lie in dust and ashes, faith's, faith's assurance brightly flashes. Baptism has the strength divine to make life immortal mine. For those that die with, with false hope, Death will be their end. And not just this sort of immortalized death that, these, that, the, that, that those who don't believe, atheists, agnostics, that, that those who don't believe sort of try to fantasize death like they, they will try to say, well, once you die, that's it, and then there's no, nothing else. For those who die without faith, in Christ. What awaits them is an eternal lifetime of torment and suffering. Death will end their gladness. Their sadness will continue. They will not inherit paradise. But for those of us with hope, with the real 
genuine, scriptural, Jesus-approved hope. Hope that is synonymous with faith. Hope that we are assured of. Hope that we are convicted of. Death, you cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. When I die, I leave all sadness to inherit paradise. Though I lie in dust and ashes, face, there's that word, assurance, brightly flashes. Baptism has the strength divine to make life immortal mine. And so there are two things for us, for us who who are still on this side of eternity. Number one, and we talked about this, I believe, a couple of weeks ago, but the time is now. The time is urgent. The time is today to repent and believe the good news. For your sister-in-law, for your brother-in-law, for your mom or your dad or your aunt or your uncle or the, or the person that you live with, the time is now to repent and believe the gospel. If you are sitting here today and you have not been baptized yet, please come find me. My office is right through these doors to the right. Go all the way until you can't go any further. That's my office. Find me. We'll do it then and there. The time is now. Not tomorrow. Not not a smaller time. The time is now to repent and believe the good news. The importance of spreading the gospel. And the second thing for us to know and to take comfort in is that it's okay to grieve and still have hope and still have the hope of things not seen, the assurance of things not seen, the conviction of that hope that we believe. It's okay to grieve. And the best way to grieve, and I love this line by a fellow pastor that I was listening to on this topic. He says, in the best way to grieve, it was someone who has already been there. The best way to grieve is with Jesus Christ. Not only has he seen death, not only do we know that Jesus himself wept when his beloved friend died, but he too died. And he rose again. In a few short Sundays, we will, we will celebrate the end of this church year, and we will begin with the first Sunday in December, that first Sunday of Advent. We will go into Christmas, and then before you know it, Lent will be here. And then before you know it, my favorite day of the year, Easter, will be here. And we will celebrate as a community, as a body of Christ, the hope that we have been found in being certain of what we cannot see, convicted of that faith, convicted of that hope, that because of he who died and rose again, we too will die and rise again. Why? Because we have been baptized into Christ. Or don't you know, Paul says, that all of you who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death, and you will also rise again with him. I close finally with a verse, with a couple of really wonderful verses from the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Peter writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Therefore, we have no need to grieve like those who have no hope, like those who have false hope. Because those who who have false hope grieve because they have no Savior. Grieve because when their loved one dies, because when they die, that will be it for them. No inheritance, no everlasting life, and no paradise. But just as Jesus said to the thief on the cross who repented, who believed the good news about Jesus, he says to him, today, you will be with me in paradise. In the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, earth. and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, Pilate, was crucified, crucified, died, and was buried. buried. He descended into hell. hell. The third day he rose again again from the dead. He ascended into heaven heaven and sits at the right hand hand of God, the Father Almighty. Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion, of the saints, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection, of the, the body, resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, at this time, I invite uh, Amanda Menning to come forward uh, for her mission. For those of you that don't know, this is our wonderful principal, Amanda, and she has finished her colloquy process in order to become a called principal and teacher by our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We are so very proud of her uh, and what a wonderful time that we have to be able to witness this commissioning for her. And so we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Beloved in the Lord, according to the church's usual order, Amanda has been called to the office of principal at Trinity Lutheran School. This office has been established in love by the church to support the office of the Holy Ministry and to assist and strengthen Christian fathers and mothers in their God-given responsibility to bring up their children in the nurture and instruction of the Lord. Amanda has been prepared by this office for prayer and study, She has been examined and declared ready to undertake undertake this sacred responsibility and public trust. Hear the word of the Lord concerning this office. From Colossians chapter 3. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, 
to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We're also from Matthew chapter 20. Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came, to, came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so, Amanda, I ask you, do you believe and confess the canonical books of the Old and New Testaments to be the inspired word of God and the only infallible rule of faith and practice? Do you believe and confess the three ecumenical creeds, namely the Apostles, the Nicene, and the Athanasian creeds, as faithful testimonies to the truth of the Holy Scriptures? And do you reject all the errors which they condemn? Yes, I believe and confess the three ecumenical creeds because they are in accord with the Word of God, and I also reject all the errors they condemn. Do you confess the unaltered Augsburg Confession to be a true exposition of Holy Scripture, and a correct exhibition of the doctrine of the Evangelical Lutheran Church? And do you confess that the apology of the Augsburg Confession, the small and large catechisms of Martin Luther, the small called articles, the treatise on the power and primacy of the Pope, and the formula of Concord, as these are contained in the Book of Concord, are also in agreement with this one scriptural faith? Do you solemnly promise faithfully to serve God's people in the office of principle in accordance with Holy Scripture and with these confessions? Yes, I promise, with the help of God. Will you, trusting in God's care, seek to grow in love for those you serve, strive for excellence in your skills, and adorn the gospel of Jesus Christ with a godly life? Yes, I promise, with the help of God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you have heard the confession and solemn promises of Amanda, who has been called to the office of principal in the church. I ask you now in the presence of God, will you receive her, show her fitting love and honor, and support her by your gifts and fervent prayer? If so, then answer, we will, with the help of God. The Almighty and most merciful God strengthen and assist you always. Are you ready and willing to assume this office and work? Please kneel. Amanda, I commission you to the office of principal and install you at Trinity Lutheran School in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and most merciful Lord, we thank you for providing men and women in your church to assist and support the office of the Holy Ministry and its work among us. Grant your Holy Spirit to Amanda and adorn her with wisdom and power from on high. Incline both young and old to godliness and obedience, and let them so benefit by instruction in your holy word that they may serve you all, the, all their days, and finally obtain eternal life through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amanda, you can 
and turn around. Amanda has a very big job, and we are so very thankful for her, and we want to pray for you now. We, we want to pray for her, so we are going to lay hands on Amanda as she now begins her work as a called and commissioned worker here. So I invite any of you who would like to, to come forward just down here to lay hands on Amanda as we pray for her. I will open us with prayer, and if anybody would like to pray as well, please do so. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great and wonderful day. And we thank you, Lord, especially for Amanda and for her faith uh, and for um, how much that she loves you. Uh, and we, we thank you, Lord, that she too is a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. She too, Lord, has that hope that she is certain of, that she is assured of. We pray for her, Lord. We pray that as she goes on from here, that you would continue to go before her, that you would continue to lead her and to guide her. Be with those, Lord, for whom she, uh, for whom she oversees, whether it be the faculty, staff, or the students that she has been given. And Lord, we pray for them as well. Help all of us to support her. Uh, help all of us to continue to pray for her. We pray, Lord, that you would, again, always go be before her and send your Holy Spirit to be upon her. so we thank you, Lord, and we praise you for this great and wonderful day. To you, Lord, all of the glory, honor, and praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So as I try to collect myself, uh, we collect our tithes and offerings. In the pew on your aisle side is the red signing book. Members or guests, please sign that so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Uh, with that, we collect our tithes and offerings. <laughs> 
The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Today, Mrs. Amanda Minning will be commissioned as our called principal during the church service. Please join us for the dinner following the service to celebrate as she continues God's work in our church and our school. Trinity's Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several lady Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is More Than Wishes by the Dr. Ken Klaus. These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion. Excuse me. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. First of all, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Overman, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Landreth Worm, Marjean Clanton, Karen Kleibaker, Jeannie Stoltz, Lena Bremer, Ruth Skaggs, Marjean Clanton, Becky Morgan, and Sheila Cadell. Also for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, for those celebrating, an, an, for those celebrating anniversaries for Nolan and Dottie Kleibaker as they celebrate 41 years of marriage on November the 13th, for Arlie and Lilietta Meyer, who will celebrate 48 years of marriage on November the 16th. For Raymond and Aline Spray, who will celebrate 59 years of marriage on November the 16th. And for Wayne and Florine Towers, who will celebrate 
67 years of marriage on November the 18th. Also for Lorne Cly Baker, who will celebrate 93 years of life on November the 12th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Merciful Lord, grant that we may not mourn and grieve as those who have no hope, but that we may look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life everlasting that you have prepared for us to receive on the last day, and that this may always be our hope and comfort. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, as we await the day of the Lord with eager expectation, we pray that you would keep us in constant readiness to the preaching and teaching of your holy word, that we may remain steadfast in the faith until your Son returns in glory. Lord, in your mercy. Everlasting Father, grant that your people may remain faithful in receiving the oil that you provide for them in word and sacrament, that they may not be found lacking when the bridegroom returns to receive his bride, the church. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we thank you that Amelia has become a baptized child of the Heavenly Father today. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to be with her. Grant her, Lord, a willing spirit to serve you always. Be with her mother and her father and her family and all those who love her, that they may continue to lift her up and to raise her and pray for her in the knowledge that Jesus is her Lord and Savior. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we also give you thanks and praise for Amanda, and we thank you, Lord, for her. We thank you for her faith, and we pray that as she continues to do the work of your church, the work of your ministry, we, we ask, Lord, that you would send to her an extra measure of your Holy Spirit, that in everything that, that she thinks, says, and does, that it would all be a reflection of you. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Lord, we pray that you would grant your help to all who are in need, especially those who are sick, especially all those that we have named on our health list, and for all those, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts. Dear Jesus, we pray that they may receive healing as your will, as, as we pray that they would receive healing as you will, and that they may be strengthened and comforted in their afflictions. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially pray for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. Lord, we especially give you thanks for Nolan and Dottie and Arlie and Lilietta and Raymond and Aline and for Wayne and Floor and for Wayne and Florine Towers. We thank you, Lord, for them. We pray uh, that you would be with them especially. We pray to you that by your spirit you would enable them to remain faithful to each other and the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another and especially their love for you. Also, Lord, we pray for Lorne and we thank you for him, Lord, who has a birthday soon. And we thank you that you have sustained him in his life to this day. And we pray that your face would always shine upon him every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, you give us the very body and blood of your Son to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of our sins and the strengthening of our faith. Grant that we receive this great gift with thankfulness and to our everlasting benefit. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, 
trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. God, you take. 